This podcast was recorded live at Life Church Lancashire. For more information on who we are and what we do, visit lifelanks.org. Good morning, everyone. Um, I'm excited to be here with you this morning and carry on with the service that we've been doing, the series that we've been doing on Connected. And if you don't know me, my name's Anna, and it's really nice for you to join us this morning. Um, Hello. (laughs) Um, Wonderful. So we heard um, the first week of this series from Pete about how to stay connected to Jesus as a vine. Um, Second week, we heard from Jeff on how to remain in the vine that is Jesus. And this week, I'd love to bring to you um, about how we remain in love. And we are reading on from the passages um, in John 15. So I'd love for you guys to join me. And so if you have a Bible nearby you, um, maybe it hasn't seen the light of day recently, I'd love for you guys to maybe run now and grab your Bible from wherever you're sitting um, so you have that ready. Maybe have um, a notebook and pen um, just so that you can see. I quite often use my phone Bible these days and my prayer Bible has not seen the light of day (laughs) recently um, because I have everything on my phone, but it's sometimes nice just to grab the physical Bible. So um, grab that if you can in this moment and open up to John 15. um, And we're going to start reading from verse 9. And it says, as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that you may have joy, and my joy may be in you, and my joy will be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend. You're my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants, but because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything I have learned from my Father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command, love each other. Isn't that amazing? Love each other. Jesus says to remain in my love, keep my commands. Simple. I can go home now. Uh, Not so much. Um, It's hard to love people. I don't know about you, but I find it difficult sometimes. Um, It's not always the easiest to do thing to do. So I'd like to unpack that this morning a little bit on how we love each other, how we share God's love with the people around us, those people that we call friends. Jesus says here that he calls us friends. And he wants us to be friends with him. And so I love this word friend. In the Greek, it is a specific word. And I'm going to try and pronounce it this morning, um, which could be a little tricky. I'm sorry if you know uh, how to say the word. But phileos is the word that I think um, is how to pronounce it in Greek. And that's derived from the word in Greek for love, which is philia. And It means the one who loves, the one who loves. And so how do we love the people around us? This idea of friendship is something that we know quite well. 
we have friends. Um, we've grown up, we've probably gone to school, we have made friends at school. Um, other people have friends, some people have closer friendships than, than other person. Um, but sometimes in friendships, we can get a little bit discouraged or disheartened. Um, we can get hurt in friendships. And it's easy for us to put up walls and build up walls around friendships that we have. But love is central to friendships. We want to love in our friendships. And so how do we do that? How do we do that? Um, In this passage, it reminds me of a verse um, a little bit earlier in Matthew. And it's the greatest commandments that Jesus has asked for. What is the greatest commandment someone asks him? And maybe you can fill in the blanks here. It's love the Lord your God with all your heart and mind and strength. And the second is love your neighbor as yourself. And this was Jesus's theme right throughout the New Testament. Love each other. I want you to love each other. He loves so, so much. And so this idea of friendship to the disciples might have seemed a little strange. They knew Jesus as their rabbi, their person they looked up to. And sometimes we can find it a little bit strange to have friendships with the people that we look up to. But Jesus says, I want to be an equal in this friendship. I want you to be friends with me as much as I am friends with you. See, in the Jewish culture, they sought to, I can't say the word today, I can't say it. <laughs> yes, imitate. Thank you. I got, I got it from over here. <laughs> they sought to imitate the person that they looked up to. They sought to be like that person. They sought to look to them and copy what they were doing. Now, I'd love to tell you a little bit about me. And so I'm going to throw up a picture here. And this is a picture of my mum and me. <laughs> She's going to be really embarrassed when she finds out I did this. Um, I can't wait. (laughs) But this is my mum. And when I was younger growing up, when I was learning to speak, she was the one I learned how to speak from. She taught me that. I imitated her. I imitated how to do things, how to eat, how to sleep, because she taught me those things. So I imitated what she did because she was my mum. I looked up to her. But at some point in um, that journey, in that relationship that I have with my mom, she became my friend. You see, she's one of my closest friends um, that I have. And um, we love to spend time together, be on the phone 15 times a day, you know, just about everything that's going on or something she wants to update me on. But she's my friend. I still look up to her. I still want to imitate her but she's my friend. I used to work in a shop and in the shop, people would come in and they would, you know, talk to me for a couple minutes and then they would go, by any chance, are you Irene Dawson's daughter? (laughs) And I would have to say, yes, I am. (laughs) And they say, you are so like her. You're so like her. Anyone who meets me and my mom says, you are so like your mom. Because I imitate her. We speak the same way. We're quite enthusiastic. Though I do think she is more popular with my friends than I am. (laughs) Definitely. There is an Irene Dawson fan club. Um, But I'm okay with that because she's amazing. But I, I imitate her. But I am friends with her as well. And so this idea of being servants as the disciples were. And it turned into friendship. 
And so Jesus wanted to help them understand that they weren't just servants. Yes, that's part of friendship. Part of friendship is we serve each other. We look after each other. We care for one another. But he also wants to be their friend. And so that's the most amazing thing that can happen in friendships. So we want to know what the best model for friendship is, don't we? And Jesus gives us that. You see, we all have our own way of doing friendships. I'm sure you have learned over the years that you have had friends and done this thing called friendship, how to be friends with another person. And you're like, this is the best way to do it because this is not how I know how to do it. I know that I maybe shouldn't open myself up just as much to that person because they might go and tell everybody else what I've told them. Or I know that I need to stay away from that person because I just, I just don't think I'll get on with them. And we start to build up these walls. We start to build up these conditions for our friendships. We start to see things in friendships that we don't like or that we like. And so we gravitate towards those things. I use social media. I don't know if anyone else does <laughs> um, in this world we're living in. Um, if you're watching this, you definitely are. Um, and so we, we have these friends on Facebook, on Instagram. I use Instagram a little bit more than Facebook. And so I have conditions on who I might follow. I'm like, maybe I don't want to see that person's stuff or who I add on Facebook. I have a lot of friends on Facebook, too many friends on Facebook. So you're going to have to be really good, a really close friend for me to add you on Facebook. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. But we do. We have these conditions on our friendships. I know some people that they won't follow or they'll unfollow you if you live a certain distance away. Or some people who just want close, close, close friends on their Facebook. So you have to, you have to be really in there with them to be able to be their friend. Um, recently, I was talking to some young people and I was saying, follow the noise on Instagram. Um, go we plug there. Um, follow the noise youth underscores. Um, and so um, I was talking to them and I was like, give us a follow so you can keep up to date what we're going on um, in this world. And they were like, Anna. I only follow 25 people on Instagram. Only 25. And they all did. All of them did this. And I'm like, all right, okay. Um, so what do I have to do to be able to get on that list of 25? It's a very small list um, in this world when you have millions of friends um, connecting via the internet. And so we have these categories and conditions that we put on our friendships. Um, and we do that in real life for what fits best with our world what fits best in what we do and how we live our lives. And I think Jesus wants us to do something slightly different. I heard someone say once, do you want to have control over your relationships or do you want to connect through your relationships? This is our title. This is our series, Connecting. Do we want to connect or do we want to control? Because conditions are control. Conditions say that you have to do something for me in order for me to be your friend. You have to fit into my life to be my friend. Connection says I am open 
to any friendship. I'm open to share Jesus's love with anyone and everyone. So I want to take a look at what a healthy friendship looks like. And this is really important for us. And Jesus is such a great example in this. And there's so much in the Bible that you can go away and look at and see what he says about this. But I think health looks like healing. See, those broken friendships that we have, I know every single one of us has had a friendship at one point in time in the history, even if it was when we were two years old, that has broken down. That we're not friends with that person anymore. I think we we all need healing in friendships. I think in this moment, as I'm speaking, that there are some people who are really hurt by friendships that have happened even in the past year. In this world where we have been disconnected and people have chosen to disconnect from us. And we feel a little bit alone. But in this, we need to humble ourselves. Jesus is so humble in his friendships. Jesus had broken friendships too. Most most well known is the fact that Judas (laughs) betrayed him and actually sent him off to be killed. And so Jesus experienced that as well. He experienced hurt. I think God wants to speak to us this morning. God wants to give us a little bit of heart surgery this morning in those areas to start to heal whatever is going on in your heart, to start to break into that stone wall that we've put up around our friendships. See, it's possible to heal relationships and friendships. It's possible for us to do that with Jesus. See, we are the common denominator in all of our broken relationships and friendships. We are broken people. And so when we look at our friendships and the things that we have seen in the past, we can see where we've maybe gone wrong, even though what we think might have been the best thing to do in that moment. We're the common denominator. So Jesus needs to do something in us in order to start healing our friendships. See, I think healing also looks like wisdom. In James 3, 17 to 18, in the message version, it says, real wisdom, God's wisdom, begins with a holy life and is characterized by getting along with others. It is gentle and reasonable, overflowing with mercy and blessings. Not hot one day and cold the next, not two-faced. You can develop a healthy, robust community that lives right with God and enjoys the results only if you do the hard work of getting along with each other, treating each other with dignity and honor. We can get along with people. I don't know if you've heard this phrase that someone, you can only handle someone in small doses. Small doses. I feel like some people might feel that about me. I've got quite a lot of energy. I'm quite loud. I'm probably someone that people says I can only handle her in small doses about. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. And it's totally fine because the thing is we're not going to get on with everyone. But the Bible here says Paul is speaking about getting along with each other because that is how we build healthy community. That is how we live right with God. That is how we can build this healthy relationships that we have. We might not be the best friends with everyone around us, but that's okay. 
as long as we're showing God's love, as long as we are loving others, that is what we want to do. Another thing I think health looks like is remembering who God says we are. Because sometimes we can get dragged into um, what the world is saying about friendships, what the world is saying about how we should do friendships, how if someone does us wrong, cut them off immediately. That's not how we do it. (laughs) It's not how we do it. And so we want to be thinking with a kingdom perspective, with Jesus's eyes, how Jesus sees other people. Like I said before, we all have been hurt in relationship and friendship. And so how do we look in and see, oh, that's what's going on in this person's life. That's why this has happened. That's why they've acted this way. And we want to start healing those friendships in remembering how God says we are, who God says we are. Because he says that you are his son or daughter. You are his chosen person. We are his chosen people. And so when we remember that, when we remember who we are in God, actually we're set apart We're set apart, and so we don't have to do friendships the way the world says we should do friendships. We want to do friendships the way Jesus says. And Jesus says that we are his friends, that you are his friend. And if you read in the passage, in verse 12, it says, My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. That was Jesus' condition on friendships. Love each other as how I loved you. Which is an interesting condition. An interesting condition. You see, in fact, it's not really a condition at all. Because Jesus says, if you're close to me, you will love others. It's actually something that will just happen. It's not something that you have to work towards. It will just happen. You will love the people around you if you're close to him. If you stay connected to the vine, if you are with him walking in your everyday life, it's not actually a condition at all. And so when we feel love, it makes us want to love. When we feel the limitless love that Jesus has for us, because it is unending, it is never stopping, it will never fail us, it will always hold us. And we want to take that into our friendships. We want to be open to the people around us. We want to love them unconditionally. And like I say, sometimes it's hard. It's not easy all the time. But we can do it with God's help. When we spend time with Jesus, that helps us to love other people. It just flows out of us because it's impossible for it not to. And so we want to reflect Jesus in our world. Just like the disciples wanted to, I've forgotten the word again, imitate, there we go. (laughs) I just look at Bryony and hope she gives it to me. Um, We want to imitate Jesus. See, when when we're not so close to someone and we look up to them, we imitate them. But when we're close to them, we reflect them because that's natural. 
Imitate, you have to do the work. You have to really put in hard work to get their mannerisms right. Don't know if you've ever seen that, to get their mannerisms right and to do things like that. But I want to show you a couple pictures of some, some people who um, imitate their close friends really well. And so if we look now, <laughs> we got this picture, this woman and her dog. Oh, look at the hair on that one. That one's good. He looks very like him. And this one's my favorite. A little baby and his dog is fantastic. Identical. See this? <laughs> when you're close to someone, you start to even look like them sometimes. You start to um, be like them. You start to talk like them. I don't know if you've ever experienced that. It's when you're friends with someone, you start to say the same things as them. And you start to use the same words. I am Northern Irish, and so I say the word we all the time. And so in our office, I find I hear a little we every so often. In our, not like that. In our house, in our house at home, there's different things that we all say and we imitate them. I've started to really work on my Burnley accent. I can't. <laughs> I, I'm not going to try right now. Um, but I've, I've started to really work on my on my accents, um, and I've learned some Portuguese words because I live with a Brazilian. So gambiarra is my favourite, and 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 I'm really good at gambiarra, which means basically just making something work for a different purpose, um, and I'm really good at that. <laughs> So you don't need to buy a whole load of stuff that does something. You can just use something else. Um, so <laughs> that's what we want to do. But you start to be like them. You even see like teenagers walking around and they all look the same. They're all dressed the same because you start to imitate and you start to reflect the people around you. And so that's what we want to do. We want to be people who reflect Jesus. We want to be people that someone looks into your crowd and picks out, you are someone who loves Jesus. You must be friends with Jesus. See, people can do that with me and my mom. People look at me and they say, you must be a daughter of Irene <laughs> because you look like her, you act like her. You're so like her, it's unreal. And so we want to reflect Jesus in our world. And it's not just and one day thing. It's not just a Sunday thing. It's an everyday thing. If we long to be friends with Jesus, we long to love freely and give freely to the people around us, we need to take Jesus seriously. Without counting the cost, without worrying who's on the other end of his limitless love. Because I want to add a word in to remain in love. Remain in limitless love. Remain in his limitless love because that is who we are and that is the people we want to be. We become better friends when we spend time with Jesus because he's the best friend that we can have. He's the best example that we can have. When people are going through hard times, when they're facing opposition, we can put Jesus on display. We can show his love. And so this morning, I would love to pray for us. I'd love to pray for our friendships. 
and those that are maybe still hurting from past friendships and past relationships. You've put up walls and you're stopping even God's love reaching in. And so I'm just going to pray for that in this moment. So Father, I just thank you that you are love. I thank you that you care for us. I thank you that you care about our friendships. And right now, I just pray for those who are hurting. I just pray for those hearts that have been broken in the past. Yeah, Father, I just thank you for what you're doing in them. And I just ask that you just break in, that you take that pain and you replace it with your limitless love so that we can remain in your love. And maybe also this is the first time you've heard about this kind of friendship with Jesus. You've heard about him on a Sunday and you've thought, yeah, he's good. But actually he wants that every day with you. He wants a friendship with you. And for some of us as well, it's, it, it can just be you know him, you know who he is, but you need to go deeper. You need to experience that love. You need to be connected to the vine. You need to remain in his love. It's a daily thing. I have to charge my phone every day. One charge isn't enough. So Father, I just thank you that you love us. I thank you that you want to be our friend. And you say, you are our friend, and we get to choose to be your friend as well. So Jesus, just come now, deepen our relationships, deepen our hearts. Break in, down those walls, and speak to us now. He is more for you, and he wants you to experience more of his love in this moment, in this moment. So thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing. And he has got so much for us. He wants us to experience great things. He wants us to give great things to our friends, to show them what his love is like. And he wants to do great things in you and through you. And so now we're going to worship. We're going to praise the God that loves us limitlessly, that wants us to love limitlessly. And we're going to celebrate that he has great things for us and he does great things. If you found this podcast inspiring and helpful, then we'd love for you to get in touch via at lifelanks on social media or our website, lifelanks.org. Life Church, impacting our neighbours, our nation, and the nations with the good news about Jesus.